Alison, as you know, 
you have got a big thing going on with a big funding that you help out the kids with, um, which we believe is a brilliant thing because what we believe as a community is we're losing the community feel, people are not speaking, communication has gone out the window, but you've brought that breath of fresh air back to us where you are helping the people, you do get to a lot of people and you do touch a lot of people's hearts. So we'd just like to say thank you. So if you could just tell the listeners from all over the world a bit about you to start off with first. Okay, so my name's Alison. Um, most people know me through the passing of my only son, Joshua. He was killed by knife crime in 2013. Um, I was very, very privileged to be Joshua's mum. He taught me an awful lot, and that gives me the strength and determination to spread his message through young people, parents and communities, just to show them that mistakes happen, we overcome them, we move forward, we can't define our future by our past and, and that's me and this is what we're saying it's all about that energy of positivity versus the negativity which we're basing it about today so as a some people know about what has happened with your child and there is still people around the world that don't really know and they want to kind of find out what is going on so sorry people i do apologize for that i should have turned my phone off that is actually a sponsor trying to get through but we'll have to deal with them later i do apologize and i'm always doing it every week <laughs> so i'm sorry so can you just give the listeners just a brief what happened with your son so they have an understanding of why you've made your tribute um how far do you want me to go back the night or his i life? want you to go through what uh, however okay. you would like to do it okay so um i was 21 when i had josh had my own things going on, struggled, but then Joshua was showing signs that he wasn't okay, diagnosed with ADHD, all the usual conditions that are labelled on children, but that actually made his behaviour deteriorate, which for some reason just lit a flame inside me to be the person I became. So lots of appointments, lots of traumas, lots of police stations, courts, A&E when he was fighting, and that sounds really negative, but it was actually a blessing because it gave me a lot of strength and knowledge of how to deal with difficult situations. Um, Joshua loved me, I loved Joshua, and as he matured, he realised that the choices he was making were choices that the bottom line was could result in him being taken from me. And that was the point of his life, that he, he changed and he stopped getting arrested, he stopped getting into trouble. He found the one thing he was good at, which if young people are given hope, because in my opinion, we take hope from young people so yes, yeah. early on in that they get a conviction, what yeah. do we tell them? You won't get a job, yeah, you won't travel person, here. Yeah, but the reality is, yes you will, it just means that you have to find your own path. Yeah. Um, unless you're dead or serving a life sentence, it doesn't matter what you've done, you still have a future. And that was very much Josh, 20 convictions, excluded from school, lots of other things. Wow. And then he decided to give music a proper go, not realising where it would take him, but he was trying and within a couple of years he had a number one album, he was known all over the world, Too real. he was positive, yeah, positive, positive um, so positive and all the things that we'd gone through, all those started to really pay off and he started to really appreciate who he had who he loved and where he wanted to go with his future. He made he made mistakes, but so what? That's part of growing up. It's part of growing up. I made a millions of mistakes yeah. in my life, but I tell you what, I learned from every mistake and I changed my mentality and my mindset of how I look out for things because I was sucked in by negativity. 
Yeah, I think with mistakes, it's more how you handle it and move forward after it's happened yes, rather right. than worrying about the fact that you might make a mistake. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, when they criticise Josh, um, I, don't, I don't really care if I'm honest because, um, unless you knew him, but also people always forget how old Joshua was. Yeah. They talk about him like he was a big man. A big match, yeah. We're talking about a 14-year-old, a 15-year-old boy with lots of things going on in his life, making mistakes. So if he was a grown-up with maturity and knowledge and carried on making those mistakes, fair enough. But he was a child and he made mistakes and nobody ever wrote off his future. No one ever said to him, you won't have a future, Josh. So he became very, very successful in music. For me, his success was the fact that he was calm, respectful, was working incredibly hard and... But that he was happy, he vibrant, You have to take credit from that, and I'm going to say it to people so that they understand, and I want people to understand, it is not easy for a mother to grow a boy child, because it's the testosterone, the strength, the everything else, the boyishness of being boys, they're always, as we say, fast, always doing things that they're supposed to, but what people need to understand and grasp of the mind is, this is your learning curve in your life. Yeah. You have to make these mistakes. Yeah. So how did you feel, I would say, once you seen him from, as you says, he was a naughty kid, which most kids are, and he turned himself around and then he went into music. So he was, instead of being rude, he was now taking on all of this input that you sent to him to be, in showing him life, to change his character, to be the man he would grow up to be. Well, how did you me. see the change? What did you... What was your feeling when you seen that change? When did the change come about? The feet, uh, the first time I started to see that all the hard work was paying off was actually the first clash that he did against somebody called Brutes because um, the old Josh would have just punched him in the face because <laughs> 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 he lost yeah. and Joshua would have not been able to deal with that situation. He'd have had a fight on him. It had all kicked off yeah. and I'd have got a phone call. Yeah. He didn't kick off, and I remember having this little flicker of like, oh, could this be the time he's maturing? Yeah. And he walked away, and then he was interviewed after, very maturely, yeah, 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 I didn't work hard enough, I didn't prepare. And I was gobsmacked, and I was thinking, oh, oh my God, could, please, but I didn't kind of like cling on to that and think, this is it now, we've yeah. done it. But then the next clash, the next That's interview, right. and I just remember thinking, oh my gosh. But then... He was just a different little boy at home. He was, um, started saying, please, thank you. He started, um, he started kind of like being positive, showing love to an extreme level and just being so much calmer. Um, and it was then that I thought, okay. And it was the first time in my life, in his life, that I felt like I could actually take a step back yeah. and, and feel confident enough to leave him out there without being on his case 24-7, don't do this, don't do that, don't do that. He was starting to do it himself. Um, and he was just out there and working so hard. He did Lord of the Mics, that was an incredible success. And I remember watching that video, and I remember there were certain little little glimpses where I thought, he's going to go, he's going to go, he's going to turn around, and he's going to fight this guy. But he didn't. And then I thought, oh my God. Because it was a brilliant clash, amazing clash. Yeah. And the things that were being said to Josh were... So hysterically, offensively disrespectful, mentioning his mum, his girlfriend, his chin, which bless him he got from me, um, <laughs> all these things, and he just held it, and I thought, thank God, yeah. and then he just blossomed. 
Okay, so what I would like to do also, because I want people to understand Josh before I come to my next yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. So, give the people a brief encounter of, you know... The night. The night is a better word of wanting yeah. to use, but I want these people to hear what you had to go through, because as you said, there is people in the world that have probably gone through similar traumatic experiences, and we just want the listeners to hear what your aspect was of and how it felt for you, because I want people to understand about emotions and how emotions yeah. work. Yeah, I mean, it's the body is a fascinating thing because when this level of trauma comes to you, your brain does its own thing, your yeah. body does its own thing. So my reaction to it wasn't really in my control, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I didn't suddenly become incredibly strong and held it together and cope with it. Your body does its own thing. So yeah, your character. Yeah, so the, the 20th of September, Joshua had got his money from his album, the first payment. He'd gone out, he'd bought me a watch, which is known by a lot of people. He spent it all on the people he loved, which was a huge... It's a huge, massive huge thing, that thing. Yeah. He never went out and bought weed. He never went out and bought alcohol. He never bought himself that's, stuff. That's a, that's, a, that's a guy that's turned his Absolutely life around. Absolutely yeah. appreciated and respected the fact that he realised so many people had invested in him and he just wanted to say thank you. He didn't have to. Yeah, he didn't have you know, to. He did not have to. I didn't want him to, but I, but I was proud that... His mind was like that. Um, he got ready. He had bought new jeans, etc. Got ready. Fresh. Um, did what Josh always does, which took about 700 pictures of himself to say how amazing he looked. <laughs> Uploaded that. Um, aftershave around the flat. So it was alive. Music blasting. His friends picked him up. Um, and then he walked out the door. And, and it's well documented what he did. For some reason... He came back in, he hugged me, kissed me, which was very normal for me and Josh. He says, I love you, Mum. Very normal for me and Josh. Love you, Josh. Off he went. The next I knew something was happening was approximately three hours later. I just got out of the bath. Hair was wet, pyjamas. The door knocked. Bang, bang, bang. And I remember thinking, Josh is early, because Josh was never early. But it was actually the girl that the initial argument on the night was over. Which, you know, lots of various stories about that but you're welcome to ask me about that after so she was crying I just remember seeing mascara down her face and she looked pale in shock and I thought she'd had an argument she wanted Josh and I said Josh isn't here and she said he's been stabbed so those are the only words she said my entire world fell apart you go from clinging on to sanity because you know that your child needs you in what capacity you don't know yet was he conscious, semi-conscious, or whatever it was. And then there's the sheer panic. And it was as if there was two sides of my brain in my own body. Stay calm, Josh needs you. Oh my God, Josh has been stabbed. And it's constantly fighting. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a black mist comes over how you see things. Um, got in her car, was taken to the hospital. My only experience with hospital is going to A&E. But then I heard it's his mum, it's his mum. Lots of young people, because of social media, had yes. turned up. Mm -hmm. The police were there saying, come through here, are you his mum, yeah? Um, three nurses met me, we were, are you his mum, yeah? We're working on him, Alison. Okay, first question, where's he being stabbed? Because what I was trying to do was get an answer so I could try and calm myself yeah, down. Yeah. Yeah. But they said chest. So I 
didn't really take that on board. I thought, I'm not going to listen to that bit because that's going to send me over. Yeah, of course. Um, because of how your body is in shock and everything, the thing I did was sit on the cold floor because it kept me alert enough to wait. And I say wait because there was never an update because what was going on in the background, which I will say, is... Tell me if I'm explaining too much detail as well. No, the, no, um, no, 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 the, no. Yeah, the, know. The, basically in the trial, they said to me, the consultant, when they talk about the autopsy and everything, they said that if you're stabbed in the heart, you die within three minutes, your life's over. They then asked if I wanted to leave the courtroom because they said that Josh was a single stab wound in the heart. He stumbled to the door staff, slumped on the floor, was holding a T-shirt on the wound. They also said, which absolutely destroys me and if I get upset that's fine because it's the reality yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's the reality it's important yeah. people hear this yeah. that he was then semi-conscious in the ambulance and he was groaning he was gurgling blood and he was trying to say mom and making these like noises and they said he then lost consciousness was taken into A&E they cut his clothes off and they started to cut his body open tried to do open heart surgery on the table, they managed to stabilise his blood pressure, took him to surgery, where he fought for seven hours, they broke his ribs, they put tubes down his throat, into the point where his, some of his teeth were knocked out, um, damaged his vocal cords, and they said that if he had survived, he might not have been able to speak, um, seven heart attacks, and, and what hurts me about that is I do believe in Josh's head, in some subconscious was, I can't die, because who will look that after my mum? Yeah. I, yeah. I need to make it's sure my mum is safe, I'm her only son, we're best friends, we're the closest, so there's no way I can leave my mum. And then at 5.58am, he took his last breath. He did leave me, and then... Just a quick question. So, yeah. you know, thinking, hearing all that, obviously it's very traumatic. Um, but did you find comfort in f just thinking, realizing how much you actually meant to him as a person in while he's like trying to fight? I, I knew anyway. I, I think what I was incredibly lucky was the fact that I absolutely, genuinely knew that Joshua adored me yeah. and needed me, loved me, trusted me with every part of his body, and knew we were on the same page. And no matter what he did in his life, um. As long as he learnt from it and moved forward, yeah. I backed him 100%. So I knew that anyway. So it, 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 I think it upsets me more than it gives me comfort. Yeah. Because I, in a way, which unless you go through this, you understand, I'd rather he died at the first second. Yeah. So that he yeah. didn't have yeah. to go through that. that. He didn't yeah. have to go, think in any way or lose consciousness immediately and just die rather than have to go through all of the all. suffering, the trauma, the cutting, and all these things have an effect. People just think, oh, okay, and then there's a funeral, but they don't realise that the cuts on the body, the level of surgery, it meant he couldn't wear a shirt in in his casket yeah. because of the cuts across his throat. He couldn't wear, um, have his hands exposed because they had to cut open his hands in the autopsy. For various things when things like this happen someone just doesn't get stabbed they die funeral there's so much more yeah. to it that yeah, we just is. don't realize it's very vivid i feel like stabbed wounds i just want to make it apparent that people like to bring up this idea of oh we don't have guns 
so we're not as bad as certain places in the world but stabbings and stab wounds are very sadistic to be able to yeah. pierce somebody's body within like a centimeter so i understand where you're going with the idea of it's not just a stabbing because this it's very it's a very vivid way to die yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like you example you want to remember your child the way you saw your child but yeah. then when your child has to be you know that's a mutilated. yeah in, in trying to want to use better words yeah. that's the part that you don't like because as you know as a parent you don't want to see your child come to no harm to no physical anything like this but then i'd like you to get the people then to understand a bit more also please uh, listen if you don't mind mm. of a bit more of that night of when the initial shock of you sitting down on the cold floor to keep yourself within yourself at that mm. time what happened after that at the time when it passed away yes what happened it then was, it was insane it was more level headed now looking back you just think what a bizarre situation because he passed away and i actually remember sitting on the floor and feeling him pass i'm not spiritual i'm not religious I felt him go and I felt something through me go and I remember standing up like I'm talking to you now getting the nurse and saying listen Josh has died and she looked shocked she went how do you know that I said I'm telling you Josh has passed away I told his uncle my sister who was devastated and they said Alison what are you on about I said he has um and I said to the woman I said you're gonna go in there they're gonna tell you you're gonna have to come out and tell me but I already know so don't worry about it because I was weird um she came back totally pale and she goes he's past us as i know i was as calm as i'm saying to you now um and then it was a waiting game and what happened then was police are arguing with the nurses the nurses are arguing with the police can she see him yet his forensics da, 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 da. then they said right they're holding my hand nurses are crying and says you can see him now now you think of that as being a private room flowers cheesy music nice curtains wasn't nice. like that it was a normal intensive care ward with people on their beds alive um wow. some were sitting up with cups of tea and you are literally if you imagine like a horror film with a dark tunnel and you're yeah. walking through this tunnel that's how i couldn't see the people but they were there if that yeah. makes sense yeah. and i'm walking and i've never walked so slow in my life because each step took so much strength and my sister was hysterical and I, I calmed her down and said look I've just got to do this on my own and the reason I was on my own was because it was always just me and Josh on our own exactly, so no one exactly, else could be yeah, there exactly, yeah. normal hospital bed at the end of the ward with the curtains pulled and I walked through there was Joshua laid out in hospital bed dead first thing I remember thinking was oh my god he's got something in his neck some machinery and I remember thinking he'd hate that. He didn't even like. He was very hypocritical, Joshua. Um, on one hand, he loved tattoos, which meant needles. But as soon as it was a dentist, I'll knock you out. So he was very unusual. So I remember thinking they've put something in his neck. Oh my God! I hope he didn't know they did that, because he'd have hated that. And then I remember seeing speckles of blood through the sheet, and they said you've got three minutes. And I remember climbing on the hospital bed with him. I lay next to him, put the yeah, sheet over yeah. us. And I actually reassured him, even though he was dead, I felt him. Yeah. And I said to him, all your friends are here, 
grandma and granddad to be okay. It was all the people that he would have been so worried about. Um, grandma and granddad will be fine. Mummy will be fine. Your sister will be fine. Everyone will be all right. All that matters is that you know I love you. You know, I love you. I reassured him. And then I said, I remember playing with his hair, stroking his face and saying, Mummy's got to go now. And I said that with such strength because... I knew that if I didn't, and I didn't go and get off him, I would absolutely be having to pull off yeah, him, screaming, yeah, howling. Yeah. He never this liked is, to see me cry. This is something that you've carried for nine yeah. months. He didn't like to see me cry, so I just thought I need to act in a way that won't upset him. And then I got off the bed, walked away, and then they give you a leaflet on bereavement, and then you go home. There's no, yeah, there's, yeah. there's no, there's no, there's no, no care, other channels, no care, care. That has changed. That. It has changed. It a has bit now, changed. Yeah. You've got a company called Red Thread that are there to support you, but at the time there was nobody. And I remember, you go back down the lift you came, you go back through the way you came, so you go back through A and E. It was like something out of a horror film again. A, a film. All the nurses were embracing each other, crying, all just staring at me. And I remember just walking through them, acknowledging them, thanking them. And then I knew that I had a choice. The choice was the police could break the news to the hundreds of children outside, or it could be me. And I thought if it's the police, that could be a bit dodgy. Well. It might not go down well, and off we go. And they're representing Joshua's friends. Yes. So I remember walking out, it was about half six in the morning. So it was like very black and white outside. And I saw all these faces. And I just looked at them, shook my head, and then said he's gone. And that was the beginning of the fallout. There was car windows put through, people dropping to the floor, howling, crying. It's and a shock of it's it a shock was of just everything. horrendous. So was it then that you realised the impact of your son? Or did no. you know prior to that? No, no, no. Um, Josh's music was just something he was doing. And I know he was doing well at it, but it most important for me was making sure he was mentally stable, happy, respectful, which was just all coming together. Yeah. So I knew he was well known and people knew who he was yeah. and where he was going to be. But at that point, it was still very much, I needed him just to be okay. Yeah. Um, it was only after, through my Facebook, Twitter, thousands and thousands of emails, uh, messages just saying, oh my God, my daughter's devastated, someone from Devon, my 12-year-old daughter won't get out of bed, she won't go to school, my daughter won't go to college, my son is devastated, crying in his room. And I remember thinking, well, how do they know him? How do they know who he is? Yeah. And how are they so attached to him? And I remember thinking, oh, this is a bit unusual. Perhaps it's just like a couple of people. And then a couple of people turn into a few hundred, then thousands, then thousands, and I was getting so many positive messages of oh we really helped my daughter once he was this boy he was so that and i was just thinking oh my god people from different countries and i'm thinking okay josh how the hell did you get to so many people but it is youtube social media yeah. you suddenly come through a screen and i think his energy levels were so high they just bounced through the infection yeah, yeah screen through to people yeah. and i think his lyrics about struggling, working hard, overcoming things, really resonated with lots of young people that were struggling. Yeah, and this and is the thing. That's he, what he was a light. Started then, yeah. my work. It wasn't. I need to stop knife crime. I need to stop youth violence. There was none of that. It was these young people are struggling. They don't know what to do. They don't know who to who to help them. They've come to me, so I'll just try and 
see what I can say and if it'll comfort them. And it did. Oh, oh Depp's man's mum has said, hope you're okay. <gasps> and then I was just thinking, okay, that's fab. I'm really not that interested, but if it helps you, great, I'll say yeah. it. And that just developed to thousands. So what I would like to know, because as I said, she went through a hard time. It's not a, it's not a um, nice situation for anybody in the world to be in. As it says, I can not, I can understand some of your pain, as I lost my daughter. I can't understand the traumaticness of it and so forth. So, you know, as we say, as, as our saying goes, you as a parent are supposed to bury your child, your child's supposed to bury you. So when did the idea come about? Because, as I said, a lot of people know what's happened to Josh. Some people know. So I wanted to be brief on that with the, with the Josh situation because I wanted the people to hear about the sorrow part of everything of what happened with Josh. But for me, anything where there's a negativity, because just how my brain works, I try to make a positivity out of it. Because if you hold into the negativity, you're just yeah. keeping yourself into that bucket, and you want to come out on the outside. Mm -hmm. So when did the idea of opening this tribute to your son come about? You can't say this, but I'm grinning. Because, honestly, I'm just so proud of it. Because Joshua was very fortunate. Joshua had lots of positive life experiences. He was spoiled, basically, you know. <laughs> I need a jumper mum, £200 later. I need trainers mum, £200 later. So he was lucky. Not every person is fortunate yes, yes, to have yeah, life experiences. Yes. And the work I do in schools, I was going to a lot of pupil referral units, young offender prisons, youth offending teams, and meeting some amazing young people who have made mistakes, um, have learned from them and have moved forward. But once they've made the mistake, they can't go to their school prom. Yeah. They can't yeah. have work experience. Can't they can't go to the end of term Drayton Manor, yeah. Alton Towers yeah. trip. And I just remember thinking, well, that's unfair. And then I remember thinking, well, you know, they deserve to have those experiences because proms nowadays have suddenly become the biggest thing for 16-year-olds at school. And so they've made a mistake, okay, but we can't punish them forever when they've overcome that mistake. And I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to do a prom for Joshua, um, in Joshua's memory, for young people. And I, don't, I didn't even think, oh, this isn't possible. I just thought, yeah. And I thought, no one will get it, but oh well, never mind. And then I just sat at home, figured it all out, wrote to hundreds of companies, nobody wrote back. Then I thought, okay, this isn't going according to plan. And then worked so, so hard. My credit card absolutely got blown to pieces. Yeah, and it was amazing. And I invited 22 young people that had been excluded. Some of them had never even gone out of the area they lived in, some people had never dressed up. Their idea of dressing up, which is fine, was trainers, tracksuit bottoms, but they weren't allowed. They had to come suited and booted to the best of their ability. Um, and I set up the Joshua Beer Achievement Awards, personal achievement, academic. Now, personal achievement to some of these children who've been through so much could be they've stopped fighting for six months, they've stopped swearing. That's a huge, it's a huge thing for somebody's negativity. Yeah, a it huge is. thing. And instead of just saying, oh, well, they got excluded, they're naughty kids. Why are they naughty? They've made a mistake. As a grown-up, if you go through the same kind of things, you get a Pride of Britain award. So why shouldn't these young people be rewarded for overcoming yeah. difficulties? Yeah, because I believe this starts with the youth. Everything starts with the youth. Yeah, and what we needed to break down for me was so important 
And I think I only learnt this on the night. It wasn't any part of, for me, it was a celebration mm-hmm. with the acknowledgement. But then I saw the 22 people come, young people, with their carers or parents or schools and teachers. And the fear in these young people's eyes of going into Birmingham. Other young people <gasps> from different areas. Oh, <laughs> my God. To the point where some of them were physically shaking, yeah, saying, scared. I can't do this. Yeah. I can't do this, and I said, why can't, who else is, what, you are safe, you are okay, this is a positive event, and after about an hour of being there, you could see the worry and fear just go from them, and they came alive, and I mean alive, they were running around like nutcases, living the best night ever, experiencing all the different things, and realising, well hang on a second, look at me, I am so important, and I'm the most important person here in my category, and I've won an award, and it was amazing. It had it broke down so many barriers. It did. I am. Um, I tell you the truth. I, I wish I actually was there to be the first one. I did only get to see the video, but what I saw, Alison, and like I says, I give credit where credit is due. It was one of the most beautifulest nights I've seen otherwise than any awards. Now forget yeah. the mobiles. Forget all your famous, famous people. Because you know I'm not saying I'm not into famous people and what they're doing. It's yeah. just that they don't live in the reality because they've made so much money, they come out of it, so they don't yeah. live in their ghettos anymore. And I watched it to see, as you're exactly saying, these kids looking scared, thinking, and all this animosity, thinking, what is going on here? So I seen them at the end when they were being interviewed. Oh, it was absolutely <laughs> yeah, lovely. I, I remember the one guy going like this. Um, I don't really know everybody's name. Yeah, so. I think I know what you're going to say. And he goes, you know. um, so well, he was, because he, he, he was shy. It was just like his first experience. So yeah. he didn't know what to say. He wasn't used to it. It was the first time. And anything you do the first time, is always apprehensive. So he's gone, um, so what did you think of the night? Um, yeah, yeah. So you know he was like yeah, shy. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. What, so what was the best thing for you? Like, the food. Say, I knew you were going to say that. The food. And I was, <laughs> yeah. no, but you know the, the comicness of the yeah. the niceness of that guy that was so scared to now that he feels like the weight's lifted off his shoulder he now feels like people are now recognizing what he's doing instead yeah. of being recognized for the wrong things for negativity yeah. but now he's being recognized for positivity what the people left behind with their comments and their reviews yeah. listen this is for me as a a grown man as a single parent as a parent that died these are the things that these kids need we yeah. didn't have these things growing up yeah it's just about instilling the confidence back into children i think um with this social media it's easy to knock it very easily keyboard um, you can become anxious very easily now mm. because you're being compared to so many different people figures money statuses so it's nice that there's a place and an environment that's kind of just acknowledging that yeah you can feel all those things but you can also feel good about yourself and you know dress up and go all to the nines you deserve some acknowledgement just like all the, everybody else around you and it's just giving them that confidence it, yeah it, it and it was making them see like honestly i am everyone knows me as soon as it's josh i am beyond extra like the big robot <laughs> the six foot chocolate fountain, the no, cat I had, but for them to think, hang on a minute, so I've worked hard, I've improved myself, look what I've got, oh my, and it instills yeah. that work ethic, but also the kids, all the teachers and staff said for months and months and months, they, all they kept doing was talking about it, and what happened then was all their mainstream friends were like, well, how did you get to it? Oh, I worked really hard, you had your prom? Dry, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, 
comparing, <laughs> comparing, you definitely. They were literally, and it's like the amount of mainstream, he's like, can we call? Sorry, you can't. You've got your prom. And it's no disrespect to them. No, That's no, no, fantastic. No. But for these kids, they don't get that. So yeah, the red and then, Yeah, Wolverhampton mixing with Birmingham, Aston, yeah. uh, Warsaw, Coventry, and they were just normal children. Yeah. And also, you had some companies that I just invited, trying to, and it broke down so many barriers. Yeah, you have yeah. them sitting there, like, quite stiff back, like, oh, yeah. naughty children. Yeah. And by the end of it, they were trying to rap along to some tunes, which really wasn't very successful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't eat Caribbean food. Three plates later. Uh, um, <laughs> just, but which are the naughty ones? Naughty what? Naughty kids. Oh, no, no. The, the, we're all just normal people here. And it broke down so oh, many yeah. barriers. Yeah, so, much yeah, so many. And I just, yeah. So for me, it's like, we. it's for Josh. Josh can't be brought back. Josh can't be brought alive. However, a little bit of Josh's magic spark and his little sprinkle of magic was just went over these kids and they've come away. And, it, you know, I'm really, 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 really proud of it. Yeah, so with Josh, like, I, will, I always say that he was such a bubbly character um, that kind of never discriminated. Um, so it's nice that you've basically instilled some kind of equality amongst children, um, not dif differentiating between bad and good, but equality in the sense that you're putting them on the same level as the people that do go into proms. So you've both been acknowledged, you've both been able to do something yeah. positive. Yeah. So I'm really excited. Right. And the next one's in February, everybody. February the 1st. So I want to yeah. point out to everybody to say, it's like with our upbringing, so you're, some kids do, everybody grows at different rates, everybody learns at different rates and so forth. So for me, what was the biggest thing that pointed out for me, and I'm just going to explain it like this because I'm open and honest and I say it, I will see You lost your child, you could have easily took negative on board to the maximum, you could have turned in just, as I like to say, you would have just curled up into a shell like a fetus position because that's what we do for comfort when we go through hard times. But you didn't. You did not do that. That is a strength of character. You have to go through a certain thing to find out your character. And you found out your character where you made a tribute as well with it for your son. And this is being spread all over the world. You've done so brilliant that I don't care what anybody's telling me, because everybody knows my how I stay, is this is the thing that is needed in life, yeah. in the community. And the biggest thing that I see being pointed out of that because obviously I didn't know you beforehand and I had to do my research and so forth but second chances second chances how can you go through such a negative experience then if wanting to use the right words Alison and go through a negative experience to come out with the positive side yeah. so this is the showing the strength of inner yourself because you have to go through negatives to know if you're going to come over the positives because you've never been through it before and also and, to give balance to and life to give balance well. to life and you've now opened a tribute for your son to keep his work alive and what you've been doing for him, which is brilliant mm -hmm. and also that second chances because they do and people don't understand that people need second chances so you've said to yourself i've given to these kids a second chance where everybody else has thought, I don't want to deal with these kids. Mm. They're so naughty. They're never going to change. And you know when people have told kids, are oh, you never going to amount to nothing? Yeah, absolutely. And what people need to wake up to, and I mean this with a teeny bit of respect, is the fact that when you go to a young offenders prison, 87% of inmates were excluded. So what I'm saying to people listening, is if we don't help these children, 
it could be one of these children that takes your child from this planet. So exactly. if, you, if you look at them as being naughty and don't support them, don't help them, sadly, we are creating a worse environment for them. We are giving them no self-confidence, no belief, and they could just make the horrendous choice of going out the house with a knife and it's your child that bleeds to death on the street yeah. like mine did. So if we don't start helping these young people and stop viewing them like they're some second-rate citizen when we forget one word, and that word is a child. These are children. Innocence of life. Children. You know, we're forgetting that. We're, they're not labelled, oh, they're excluded, they're a child. Mm -hmm. And if we have a look at their background, their life, is there any wonder that some of them are making bad choices? Yeah. But instead of blaming them, we need to help them. And the way, I think one way to help them is to make them understand the importance of mental health and trying to, their, their perspectives on life and giving them that that idea that there's more out there, like how you were talking to us earlier about taking Josh to IB fam. Yeah. To some people now, every, nowadays seem everyone does holidays because it's social media and you've got to show off. However, back when I was younger and when, when we were a bit younger, those kind of trips to IB and that would have been a staple in your mind because Birmingham is a tiny city as well and there's more, there's more to it, there's sunsets, there's things to see, there's cultures to embrace and when you have that small city mentality of you're just in Birmingham and this is it, you kind of can get yeah. fed into you that negativity, yeah, you can, but if you even tell the children now, there's, you've literally, there's a world out I'm there, sorry, there's yeah. so much out there, there's people out there and give them that hope, I think that's where the importance of the positivity and instilling it constantly because the news yeah. and the media is going to put the negative out yeah, there that's, already. That's, that's their job, their job, like I said, it's why we open this podcast as well is because we see so much negativity and we're trying to say that, look, if you're going to keep putting on the television, oh, this kid did this, this kid did this, that kid did this, you're actually drawing the kids from the positivity into it. Into People it. don't understand how positivity mm -hmm. and negativity works. You're driving that kid out of the positivity to be drawn into the negativity. So that's why we've come up with the episode today of positivity versus negativity because you can change you can change your mindset it's just that people are telling you that you won't amount to nothing which is so negative to a child and it's like you're cursing the child when you say that to the child because you actually put them into that state yeah. by saying negative things so we done this is to say like look we're not going to keep promoting the negativity as in promoting it because you've got so much kids that are doing good not getting promoted and then being drawn into the negativity because they're not getting to say well you, you're doing good you know yeah. we do need a tap on our backs now and again to say like I, I used to be a rude kid myself i used to get myself into so much botheration it's because I say to people, look, I was restricted by my parents being Christians, so you couldn't do this, you couldn't do that, you couldn't do this. And then when I got that window of opportunity where I can get out of that house, yeah. I got gullible and I got and sucked no, into and things. And no one is taken away from the mistake that was made for a young person to be excluded. However, you know, without naming names of winners, we've had a young boy that it turns out that he was his carer for his alcoholic mum mm -hmm. and he struggled so when he went into mainstream school not with the nicest trainers dirty clothes was being ridiculed mm -hmm. he he stood up to everyone and used aggression yeah. as a defense yeah. and you know i'm acknowledging yeah they've been excluded but what i'm not doing is is and i think i learned that from joshua don't look at the behavior look at the reason yeah, and if you look at the reason and help that reason you can, can overcome yeah. the behaviour. Yeah. And, and that's that's exactly how I think, you know, um, people do wrong. 
and you get slaughtered for it. You get absolutely annihilated. And I go by something my mum told me about being a Christian that says where Mary Magdalene, everybody knows she was a prostitute, which was Jesus' friends, as they say, and everybody was going to stone her because of uh, job. Then the right word of using, and they says, okay, everybody wants to stone that, and Jesus says, whoever has not cast any sin, throw the first stone, mm. and not one person can find it because this is life. You have to make your mistakes to learn from it. Some learn quicker, some learn later, and some never learn. I have to point that part out as well. So we have to start helping these kids. This is something that Alison has put in place that is going to help. So I can't understand why some people can't back these things because they should be able to relate to it. They did something wrong as a kid themselves to know that they learned from it. Did you do anything wrong in your life, Alison, that you've learned from today? Oh, I still do. And, 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 <laughs> That's and the thing, adults still do. Adults still <laughs> do. Children <laughs> can too. Oh, That's exactly. a whole story. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm perfect. But no, absolutely not. This, this is the thing. We want to make people understand this. Look, adults are making mistakes. So why are you annihilating the little child for yeah. come on let's help them because if you help that child you're helping the future yeah okay. and i just want to end with um something positive to say on that which is when you see a flower and it's not growing you don't change the seed do you you change the environment of Around the flower it, yeah. so that's just going back to what we're saying where you're looking at the origin look at the environment and the contributing factors that are around so with the child that you just spoke about yeah. Being a carer is hard. It's very hard. And to give someone that responsibility at a young age, personally, I know how hard that is. And it is easy to lose control of other things if you're trying to control your household. So those kind of acknowledgements of all the other external factors too, and not trying to change the child, but its environment, it's crucial. But, but can I just say one, another thing that, again, I learnt from the night and the nights I've done, was the positive effect on the families. Because we love to blame, it's parents' fault, it's police's fault, it's government's yeah. fault. I'm sick to death of, we try, we're trying to push the blame onto everyone else, instead of saying, exactly. this family itself are struggling. So if we support the family, what can happen then is that child could be supported as well. Because if we just say to the parents, oh, you're not very good parents, you're doing this, you're doing that. Okay, fine. But is that really helping them? No, it's making them go into themselves, feel bad yeah. and, and not want help. Negativity. So we need to we need to do it. When these parents walked in, honestly, that was more emotional for me because we had one woman, the grandma that you know, he was caring and all this kind of thing. And his grandma had brought a suit out that she bought in the sixties. She's had it dry clean. She had this big massive bassinator on. She looked like the Queen Mum and I just loved her to bits. The pride and she couldn't stop crying from the second she saw the event the setup, yeah. and the setup. The she was like beautiful. Oh my God and she just sobbed and sobbed and just said that was the first time ever I received a positive phone call yeah. and it made but, yeah, the fam whole family, <gasps> there was yeah, like this one this and all this. Is, this is what the world needs to understand and, and I've tried to keep pointing it out to people as well is this, like you just exactly explained what I'm saying about the parents and the families. Right, so you look at it like this, you're a little kid growing up. Um, like he says about the boy and going through the stress. Right, I was a carer for my mum for two years and I'm an adult and my mum's got dementia and it is the hardest thing ever. And so you would just imagine for me as an adult and I found, found that hard. So just 
just imagine what that child was going through. Understand, if you can't find the clothes to uh, dress nice, you know, you're going to smelling or whatever. But you have to understand in life, we've got a microphone, and when I brought it, it tells me on the microphone to plug it in here and do this and do that. I've got a mobile phone, it tells me, put it onto this for my alarm to wake me up in the morning to go to work. It tells me this, it tells me that. My microwave tells me, put it onto defrost the fridge. The cooker tells me, put it onto free to food. But when you have kids, there's no manual. You're going to make mistakes. Let me guarantee you this. I'm a parent. You're gonna make mistakes and you're gonna do good things. Mm. So I don't understand why the world I understand where it came from, but I don't understand why the world just murders everybody for things that they've yeah. done yeah. when they believe that they've not done nothing wrong themselves. Exactly. Everybody needs to wake up. So I just want Alison to do one more thing for me, please. And can you just explain to them about the trust, your tribute to your son, which is the Achievements Awards. Can you explain to people about the Achievement Awards, what the last one when it was, and why do you want to do the next one, and what we need to do to get you there? Okay, so the last one was the 2nd of February last year. The reason it isn't happening this year because of the lack of support. So what I did is I thought, right, if I put it off till next year, it's going to happen, it just gives me longer. Yeah. So 1st of February next year, it is happening. Um, 22 young people from all over the West Midlands, again, Wolverhampton, Birmingham, Coventry, Warsaw, Solihull, young people that have um, achieved personal academically. Uh, what I'm struggling with is support, but something you just said there brought me back to one thing that's very, you know, very important for me is the young people and what they wear, because that can actually have such yeah, a negative huge. effect on them. Because if I was invited to a night, Dress, hair, makeup, nails, mm. shoes, da, 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 da. For these young people, they might not financially be able to even yeah. buy yeah. a new pair of trousers. And I picked that up from the last one. You know, there was a, a combination of clothes. Some came suited and booted, others really struggled. So I want to be able to get sponsors yeah. or somebody that can sponsor what the young people wear. So I'm going to say today, yeah. um, as you know, I really respect what you're doing for the kids because there's nothing there is people around and we did have this discussion before we started the um show was there is people around that want to help but we just not tapped into the ones yeah. we just tapped into negative-minded people where with me i like to tap into all the people that want to help because if we work together we'll get maximum games so i'm going to say personally myself i like to put my money where my mouth is podcast of the former horsemen have put the money where the mouth is and we've made a, a donation to the to the um, achievement and I was because we do believe in kids. Kids are the innocence of the life and kids need help just like adults do. Yeah. So me, myself personally and Podcast Enforcement, we're gonna still be putting to the achievement awards. We're gonna help to get these funds yeah. to make this night award because one of those childs could have been my child, could have been anybody's child. So if we can't back the kids, where we're gonna be in the next twenty years. Yeah, absolutely. These are the world. children that potentially go on to do some terrible crimes because we've taken their hope away so it's it's deeper than a party night yeah, for josh it's it not is. about joshua and i think people need to it's not about me yeah. it's not about josh because it won't bring josh back it won't make me yeah. happy again it won't bring josh back alive but what it will do is help 22 young people see that they've the hard work has paid off they deserve a future and they're given a the second chance yeah. in such an amazing those, way those that they have fun. Those 22 kids are now promoters for the yeah. future yeah. at the same time. Absolutely. I did just want to ask, how do you go about picking 
boxes up. Do, do you get a lot of people that are trying to be nominated? Like, how do you um, analyze the boxing process well, behind that? There's two reasons why I don't take the nominations myself. Number one is I'm too soft, mm-hmm. and there'd be about 100 winners. Yeah. <laughs> Number two is I am so busy, um, I haven't got time to have people nominate. So when I go to a pupil referral unit or a youth offender team, and I feel that they're a really positive place, and the kids are doing amazingly well with support, I then say to them, listen, you are invited, can you pick uh, academic okay. winner, a personal achievement winner, and then what happens is that it's for them to do all that hard work. Yeah. Um, for me, it's not about saying to a school, you can come, it will cost you X amount, because that is a barrier, and I don't want there to be any barriers for that, you know, for them to come and have an amazing night. So it's all they have to do is pick the kids. Okay. That's all that you know they have to do, and then those two children come along. Yeah. So. I would like to say, look, Alison, we respect what you do. Respect what you're doing for the community, which is ever, ever, ever so helping. I think, if, like I said, if we all work together, we, we receive maximum gains, but individually, we're only receiving the minimum. We would love you to bless and grace the podcast at any time in the future if you'd like to come on. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We would love you to come back on the show, even if it's not about. If it's about whatever topic that we Well, you can have a special Joshua Beer Achievement Awards podcast on the 1st of February. Yeah. Yes, we'll do when that. When you're then. coming along party. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. Right, then we'll, we might even be live. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll do <laughs> We can even probably do the podcast on the Achievement Night Awards. Yeah, if, yeah, you yeah. Needed, if you needed some help with film crew, let us know because we have got our own personal film crew. Oh, as well. wonderful. Yeah, yeah, so it's about coming, having fun, acknowledging the kids, keeping my son alive, and looking back thinking that was fun. So, people, people, people. Come on, man, I know you. there's some good people out there. I'm not saying everybody's not good. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying there's some good people out there. Let's do it for the kids. Let's do it for the future because if everybody understands, the kids are the future. Yeah. And just, just to interject quickly before we kind of sign off, I just wanted to ask Alison. So when with Josh, like I said, we all know he's very positive. But do you have any tips for any parents or any carers that are looking after children that might be kind of, well you don't really know what's going on with kids nowadays to be honest so even trying to communicate or any tips on how you and josh kept that communication how you kept the light in him even with his stigma that was attached and any tips for anybody that's listening um again these are just what i did we all have our different ways different opinions but the first thing i didn't do which is very important is not put that light out in him yeah. So when he was telling me to F off, I didn't tell him to F off back. Mm. I didn't say, you're a horrible kid. It was actually the opposite. Um, I saw his heart, his soul, and the little boy that was reacting to his environment. So I was always positive with him. The other thing I would say to parents is don't blame yourself. Things don't always go according to plan. Everyone will have an opinion on it. Everyone will be looking at you and judging you. But don't worry about what they've got to say. Let them be opinionated, just worry about your child. Yeah, because yeah, you've got your own path you know, to walk yeah, through Yeah, your child, your life, don't worry about everyone else's, because the chances are, if they're viewing you in that way, their children are going to grow up with issues anyway. So, yeah, um, too true, too true. And then, the just don't ever, ever, I always used to reassure myself at the worst times, unless I've tried everything, that is the point that I will walk away. Okay. But there are so, there is support, there is guidance, there is help, and it's about feeling that you're not on your own and just to keep going and keep going. If you've tried every angle, kindness, anger, discipline, softness, all the support, and it still doesn't work, at least whatever happens in your heart and soul, you've done everything you have done, and then there's nothing else more that you can do, but just don't give up, it will pass. 
it will pass and your child you know deserves to be invested in with all your heart and all your yeah. soul and if you're struggling just turn to people and realise you're not on your own and that's yeah, all people, I can yeah, say. Even if you're yeah. struggling turn to podcast before us and even yeah. because we've got people that yeah, we can comment. send you to we can comment yeah. to us, we've got people that can help you in the background, yeah. we don't just work as podcast before us, yeah. we work with other people in the community yeah. to give everybody that help that they need. Because and and like, again with social media, you know, social media is telling you that parents on a Sunday they're baking with them in the morning, then they're taking them to the park, then they're making these little things at home and you know, filming it like, oh, my perfect family, whereas some children, their childhood walk down says, F you, give me five pounds, and you're yeah. like, oh, you know, it's That's like, reality oh, the reality is, don't look at other people, look at your own life, your own child, your own situation, and don't feel bad, just yeah. do your best, and don't worry about what anyone else has got to say. Yeah. I think that when you were saying everything that things pass, I think you can kind of approach life like that, like, things do pass, everything in life, even the painful things, are temporary. And having that, you can kind of find comfort in it because you know there's something coming. There's something coming. There's a brighter yeah. day. Yeah. There's a brighter yeah. morning. There's some yeah. sunshine there's, at the end of the tunnel. There's ups and downs. Might take everything. ages. Yeah. Might take years. Yeah. Everybody, like I said before, previously, everybody moves at different rates. Because same, you know, like like I said, when my child passed away, yeah, it's a hard thing. But I'm not saying. I'm, not, I'm a strong person, so I always try and go with my strength from my parents gave me growing me up. I'm not saying that I just got over it. Even now, I'll be sitting here and I could be sitting there in a conversation, bam, and then she just come into my brain yeah. at any given yeah. time. You know, I, I could be in the middle of, of work and I could be in the middle of dealing with a client and yeah. bam, it yeah. comes into I'm your brain. I'm literally sitting here with Alison, like, I feel like I would have had that relationship with my mum, like that best yeah, friend. You and you it's mad because that's happened 20 years ago. But I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, yeah, yeah like, that relationship you that had is nice, I think, yeah. yeah. So I think if there's look because of how the world works, you will get signposts to things yeah, all the you time. Will, you will, you, you will. will. But if we all start turning around together in this world and start helping each other, because like I said, with Alice, and she's gone through some negative things, okay? Um, negative feedback, negative, whatever you want to call it. You know, I just call them people that, you know, you're sad. Um, <laughs> you, shouldn't, you shouldn't do that because there's a thing called karma. And karma can stick you at any given time. I've felt karma in my life by doing a wrong move and the karma came back and beat me in my but ass. But again, with that though, you know, I don't mind what anyone's got to say about me. What I care about is keep my son so alive. Yeah, yeah. And that's the one. Uh, and if you can sit there in your heart and say, I have done everything I can do to keep Joshua's name alive, then good for you. If yeah. you haven't, I won't say what I've got to say, but you know, you just remember just keep that. Keep it moving. Yeah. Yeah. And, don't, and don't spend your energy criticising me. Spend your energy keeping looking Joshua out for yourself, alive. Yeah. Yeah. And looking yeah. out for what you're doing. So, yeah, so, so, so I won't worry about those So, yeah, like I said, with the podcast of the Four Horsemen, we would love you to come back on Alice because you are definitely one of our community heroes that we look up to, which a lot of people have given me feedback from and look up to you because it's the strength that you give as yeah. well. We see strength is a big thing. Strength is what a woman today is going to probably have gone through the same thing and she's going to take solace from what you've just said. I think strength is something that people with strength don't realise. Not everyone has strength. Not everybody has strength, I mean? yeah. so, because you're naturally strong, you're like, yeah, this, this is nothing, this is normal. Even though, yeah, but I know not everyone has thing. strength. No. Not some people look to other people for that strength. And don't strength. compare again. Yeah. If, if the best day you have means you're sitting on your sofa, crying, eating cakes, and hating the world, well done. Yeah. You should have done the best yeah, you can do. And you got yeah. out, even if yeah. you get out of bed, yeah. we already said to yeah. mentally drag yourself so out of a dark yeah. place, yeah. Yeah. doesn't have no time, doesn't have no, no size. 
if that means getting out of bed and brushing your teeth and maybe even getting back into bed, well it is it's hard steps if you don't make that step it's all about making that step, step. when you've made that step forward you'll find it easier moving forward so if you're going through a problem and you speak to somebody about it you'll make that problem become a little bit more easier yeah. i'm not saying the problem's going to go away but it will help you to help inside here, to help inside your brain and your heart, to try and relinquish it and move forward. Yeah. So I would like to say thank you very much for Alison for um, blessing you. our podcast, Ooh, because a lot of people around you. the world, and especially in America, California mostly, because you know, I've got love for California. Shout out to California. Big shout out <laughs> to California. Send some over. Big shout out to all our followers and listeners, because without you, Podcast of the Four Month wouldn't be here for the community, run by the community, so that you run it. Don't forget to um, subscribe, because you know that by subscribing, you get benefits with it. You can go into McCann's in Birmingham, you can get 10% off your phone. We're bringing out women's clothing, um, people that we're talking to, so from extra small to extra large, because you know we have got hold up. Sorry, ladies, but <laughs> this is to help the community that is struggling, because we're living in a community, whether you're working or whether you're unemployed, you are struggling. Yeah. So what we'd like to say today is all about positivity versus negativity. We understand that you're in negativity, but please try and find some positivity, talk to somebody, go to some campaign or go to somebody that can help. Yeah, and just to sign off, I just want to say that you are with yourself the most. Your deepest relationship is going to be with yourself. So just spend that time to look after yourself mentally and physically and you, I feel like you'll move forward even with just acknowledging that, how much you mean to yourself and love yourself, basically. So I'd like to say, we'd get Alison to say one last thing for all the people that's listening. I just want to say thank you everyone for listening. Um, any support is appreciated. Yeah. Um, please contact me, alisoncope.com, through my website, even if it's just messages of support. And um, I set up the Joshua Ribera Foundation, which is the organisation that runs the Joshua Ribera Achievement. Well, so thank you, everybody. And if you cannot find that, please just jump onto the website because we've added a link to the podcast page so that the easier way to find out if you're out there trying to help look people i'll understand this at my workplace i've got everybody to give a pound from their wage packet it's only a pound a pound don't cost nothing but that pound is going to help to keep these kids future people give a pound that's five pounds there you go and that would be the clothes <laughs> that dress the children so they don't feel insecure yeah, and self-conscious and that's what i was trying to say earlier if these kids haven't got nothing to wear alison please contact me and i'll pay that out of my own pocket for them yeah Thank yeah. you. I, I really appreciate that. I mean, no, in my no. head, I've got my backup plan, which is my credit card, because these kids no, are not no, walking no. in feet. No, no, no. You keep the credit card, because that's for the, that's for the rainy days, as we Yeah, right now, the rainy yeah. days. Together, but together, as you said, together, together. we will yeah, get these together. kids. Yeah, we'll, we'll get this done. So yeah. I'd like to say thank you very much to everybody that's listening. We're going to sign off now. If you want to know anything about Alison, please go onto our Twitter page. Please go onto our um podcast page and you will find out all information to get to Alison's page and most of all if you these people that are caring and loving please 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 even if it's a pound just go onto our site you'll find it and make a dedication please thank you thank you very much to thank all the people everyone. listening around the world as you know we're global we like to say thank you very much for listening and we're going to sign off for today and we would like to say rest in peace Joshua Rivera yeah. Then they didn't want to know fat.